AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Welcome to another edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Joe Petrie, Editor-in-Chief Airport Business Magazine. Stevens County Airport in Breckenridge, Texas is making big changes in its facilities to continue growing general aviation traffic. I recently spoke with Stevens County Judge Michael Roach about some of the improvements the airport has undertaken to make it a more attractive place for customers in rural Texas. The first question I have for you is, you've made some improvements to your FBOs, such as remodeling the facility and purchasing a new fuel truck. Tell me about what drove these improvements and why you decided to make these investments now. Sure, great question. And the county actually purchased the fuel farm and I think it's June of 2020. 2020 seemed like it was a decade and should have a year, but <laughs> I think that's correct in June. And up to that point, it was privately owned. And what we looked at was the opportunities for the matching grants, the ramp grants called here in Texas for our airport. And I guess it's similar airports across the state, but most of our traffic is general aviation. And so we looked at that and said, hey, how can the county improve quality, the price at the airport? And so we negotiated a purchase of the entire fuel farm from a private company, which was Breck Airways, and the county purchased it. We then put a business plan together to attract pilots to our airport, and part of that was remodeling the FBO. Prior to that, our remodeling, it was very bleak. I didn't have a lot of amenities for pilots there. Uh, It was basically a, a clean place that had a restroom and a table that was about the scope of it and we invested in uh, remodeling it and then we also purchased some new courtesy cars a lot of times uh, joe in rural airports uh, courtesy cars are used cars sometimes they come out of um, maybe a law enforcement fleet or something like that we had some economic development funds that were for tourism and things like that that we were able to partner with local car dealership and we provide a couple of courtesy cars that are very nice compared to what you would see at an average rural airport. There'd be something that you could rent at Enterprise or something along those lines are really nice, not brand new, but very late model vehicles. And our desire there was to provide a, a very special place to stop that is above average. It has a very clean facility, a lot of pilot amenities, including a, a small business office that's there, uh, a bistro-type bar tables and chairs and Wi-Fi and plenty of snacks and drinks. And our desire was to really make it a nice place where people would want to stop because they knew that halfway through a trip or if you're just out trying to get some miles or you're going for the proverbial uh, $100 hamburger <laughs> that it would be a nice place where you know you got great courtesy cars, a lot of amenities for pilots. So that was our really our desire to do is turn that airport around, really invest in the infrastructure and make it a good experience for pilots. And I think that it's starting to pay off. 
Now, I understand that your airport is actually CAA preferred, which I thought was pretty impressive for a facility of your size. Can you tell me how you worked to get that designation and why you went for it? And one of the things we did early on once we bought the fuel farm was branded it with a a trusted name in aviation fuel. And for us, we chose after visiting Phillips 66. Once we were branded one of their FBOs, which I also think ties into the first question is we wanted also quality fuel that pilots could trust. So it's not just not a an unnamed fuel tank with a self-serve in it, but it has a quality reputation attached to it, some, some great aviation fuel. And after we did that, we had some com- conversations with Philips about other products they offered and ways to increase our sales and traffic at our airport in those conversations CAA was mentioned and so we explored their organization also what was required of FBOs that participated we looked at the some of our participating FBOs in our area and decided that we wanted to, to give that a try to have a a member of CAA that offered high quality Jet A in a rural setting. I think one of the things that we offered in a rural airport that some other folks don't was the ease of landing and taking off where you're not in a congested airspace. And we use that rural setting to our advantage where you can fly in, pull right up on the apron with ease, uh, be refueled quickly, or if you want to grab one of our courtesy cars and have a quick lunch and and then zip on out, you can do that. So that there's no landing fees involved. And a lot of those are the things that you may find at a more congested airport in a a metropolitan area, which we totally understand those things. There's a lot of traffic, but for us, we said, Hey, I think we can make this a great place to maybe for transient traffic to stop in the middle of a flight. And what we found, Joe, is that very thing. You may have somebody that the flight originated in California and they're headed to Florida. And so they stop in to Stevens County Airport. We have a really nice, our 1735 runway is a little over 5,000 feet in length. It's plenty long enough for, for most of that traffic to stop and fuel up real quick and then head on down the road with a little time taken out of their total flight day and their schedule and so it works out really good. That was our thought process when we went into that. It was a little arduous as far as getting the CAA membership. It has to be voted on, and there's a lot of other things that are behind the scenes. But it has certainly paid off for us as a rural airport. And I think for the pilots who have landed, they have really enjoyed the ease at which you can land and take off and, and the brief stop if that's what they're interested in. So it it's worked out great, and that was the genesis of that. And it certainly hopefully it's paid off for both parties. And now I understand you're also planning uh, for a sublease space from a company that's uh, going to be building at the airport, a new FBO and hangar. So what's driving that need and what's going to happen to the existing facility? Stevens County has a lot of premier hunting uh, ranches here from exotic animals, uh, high fences, also whitetail, uh, dove turkey, anything you can think of. It's it's a great destination. And we've had quite a few individuals who have purchased ranches, large size ranches here. 
in our community that are just a small distance away from Dallas-Fort Worth or maybe Houston or Austin, those areas. And the need that the hangar space is being built for now are some of those local ranch owners that live outside the county but have properties here. And that's that's what's driving the building of these new hangers in the FBO. Being that it'll be used for a limited amount of time throughout the year, it also opens up quite a bit of space for you know, transient traffic to park overnight and, and allow us to offer some additional services. That's really what's driving that. They also, Stevens County has a large lake here, Hubbard Creek Lake. And we also, our neighbors to Possum Kingdom Lake in, an, in the neighboring county, some of the lake is in, Possum Kingdom Lake is in Stevens County, but it is a one of the top lakes to fish and uh, for recreation in Texas. And there's a lot of uh, homes out there also. Well, our airport is one of the closest airport of, of size to that community. And there's some really nice housing developments there where folks have also required a longer runway and jet space available for um, hangar space available for jets. So that's the other thing where we're trying to, we were trying to target and um, that's really what's driving that is land development and purchasing and then at those lake areas and then also some of the ranch land. What we intend to do is once that FBO is built, it'll be one of the nicer FBOs in our area. And we have some really nice FBOs uh, in, in our region. There's a couple of them that are, are really nice, um, one to the south of our airport. But when we're com- when that new FBO is completed, it's going to be one of the nicest ones, I believe, in, in our region. And then our old FBO, we plan on working a, a business arrangement with some flight schools that have, some have already reached out to us. One of those is a local individual, and then we've had some from neighboring communities that express an interest. So the county will probably, and I'm part of a board, so I don't want to speak on behalf of the whole board, but our desire is to lease that out to somebody like a flight school that would make good use of our old FBO. It's right there on the apron. It makes great business sense. And also, I think it'd provide a another level of service at our airport and some additional traffic and it just really fits nicely with our our plan so when investing in these improvements i mean what were the planned payoffs uh for the airport what kind of metrics did you set forth to make sure you were making the necessary changes your customers wanted one of the things that we didn't offer and it's pretty common in rural airports a lot of counties owned airports in particular there's not enough revenue generated to really staff that with a robust staff that one of the things we wanted to do by making these changes and increasing our traffic and is also provide a level of service by staffing the airport. That was one of the metrics really we looked at in remodeling is being able to increase the traffic, fuel sales, all the amenities that go with the airport enough to improve the service. And it also complements some businesses, Joe, that we have on the airport. We have one of the businesses is Ezel Aviation, and they are nationally recognized Warbird Restoration Company. And they've done some amazing projects. And one of the cool things about BKD is you you could be out you know at the self serve pump filling your Cessna up, and then the airport field gets buzzed by 
a Mustang or a Bearcat or or, or an old you know, B-25 bomber because you have these pieces of history that fly in and out of there on a regular basis. And they employ quite a few people there as well. And so we have quite a few of their customers and for their business in the avionics shop that come to our airport. And we wanted to be able to staff that uh, airport and then improve our opportunity to invest in capital projects in the future to secure our airport or game-proof fence, which is important in our area of with all the wildlife and especially in rural communities, we have to fight things like feral hogs that um, have run rampant in, in across the state and especially in, in rural counties. And these improvements helped us raise additional revenue to further invest in the airport. So that was really, when it comes to metrics, we really wanted the profits to be enough to reinvest and staffing and some of the other amenities that we wanted to be able to offer uh, transient traffic and also uh, folks who visited our our airport overnight and those kinds of things. So that was that was really the goal behind that. And now with your geographic location being uh, out just outside the large area like the DFW Metroplex, I mean, what makes the biggest difference for an airport like yours when it comes to competing uh, with others? And how is the airport addressing these needs to increase its competitiveness? That's that's a great question. And the the, the county being owning the airport and now the fuel farm, we've had to really get our arms around that over the last couple of years and really the last 18 months, 18 months in particular, to, to see what makes sense for us. Because what, what really makes sense for us doesn't always translate. So to, as you pointed out, to what may make sense in a, in a larger and more congested area like the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which is close or Abilene is to our west, Wichita Falls is to our north, and there's a regional airport in Brownwood, Texas, to our south. Uh, so we had to look at that and say, hey, what, what can we do? What can we offer here that, that really makes um, a difference to pilots and those that, that frequent our airport? And I think the ease of service, just being able to land and take off and be in an airport where the airspace is not as congested, Second of all, having a quality fuel, and I touched on that a little earlier, but at a competitive price, um, the county has really paid attention to that where we hope to benefit travelers that may pay more at a large airport to incentivize them to stop here. And it's not, Joe, that we're giving away fuel or still making a, a profit. That's so important because of the reasons I mentioned earlier. However, that's one of the things that causes pilots to stop here is the competitiveness of the fuel price. Unique to Stevens County Airport is the fact we have three runways. We have our main runway, 1735. We have two crosswind runways. And that's very helpful for some of the smaller aircraft. And on windy days, you, you have a lot of options to land when there's the, that many approaches. That's required a lot of investment on the county's part because some of the grant monies will only reinvest it in two runways. The third, the county's responsible for that entirely ourselves. But it makes a, it makes a big difference. We get a lot of traffic from flight schools that come over because they know there's quite a few approaches and it gives them some options when they're training. And that's that's the other thing that we've noticed that really makes our airport a little more attractive is the 
the amount of runways we have and good fuel prices, a great place to stop with some of the investments that we talked about earlier. So, you know, we, we call it West Texas hospitality, Joe, and that's really what we are. You'll, you, you may get met by myself or a county commissioner who's out there on the airport board. and We may help you fill up your plane, <laughs> but you probably won't meet any nicer folks. There's a lot of great places in Texas, but probably not any nicer folks than um, what works at the airport here. And that's really what we try to do. Now, I understand there's also 1.4 million planned and runway and taxiway upgrades at the airport. What kind of work is being done and how are you expecting these improvements to further enhance the operations on the airfield? Yeah, great question. So we, we do have a TxDOT project, TxDOT Aviation, which, as you may know, TxDOT Aviation receives the federal funds that are block granted to Texas. And then we participate in those um, we put in request for runways to be repaved and upgraded, and and that's quite a process. And we've been on that list for quite some time. And once the the runways are evaluated and they reach a certain point, then you get scheduled for a project. And so we've been working engineers phase of that all last year. And so the implementation phase gets happen happens this year, where we'll actually those upgrades will take place. So a lot of those runways will be crack sealed, um, some of them be resurfaced. We have um, striping that will be redone, also resealed, some of it uh, resurfaced, and then all the apron, the runways, the taxiways will all be done. And that will probably be the last time that's done here at our airport and in the next we'll actually start rebuilding some of our runways. One of the things we want to do is on our main runway, which is a 1735, um, to increase the weight capacity for that particular runway. Uh, that's what's being done right now. So we'll, we're going to, all the runway surfaces will look brand new when we're through. And so we're pretty excited about that. My last question for you, what do you see as the biggest driver of growth for your airport in the coming years? And how are you working to capture this opportunity? Some of the demand right now is hangar space in rural airports. I think that has a lot to do, Joe, with the price per square foot of lease spaces in some of the other airports that are in larger cities that folks want to um, get the best bang for their buck. and for economic reasons, uh, some of these rural airports that are just uh, close to you know, Dallas-Fort Worth are areas where we're seeing a, quite the demand. I don't know of any airport around us that just has free hangar space available. It's they're quite the demand. A lot of these rural airports have waiting lists on them. So what we're doing to capture that on our side is being able to uh, build additional hangar space. We have some land that's, that the county owns at the airport. It's part of our 10-year expansion plan. So we're making plans right now to develop that, access to taxiways from that land. And then also, uh, we've recently upgraded our lease contracts that requires a certain type of hangar to be built. And really, want some uniformity in the way the hangars look and really make it just because you're in a rural setting does not mean that the airport cannot be really first class and be really special. So we see that the hangar, those hangar building sites 
to be attractive in, in the coming future. So we're we're doing that and making plans to to develop that ten year plan. It's a little faster than ten years, I think, but because uh, we've got some folks looking at some of those lots right now. So we're excited about that and sort of working with developers and and created a legal framework to really develop that, and make it nice. Oh, wonderful. Well, it sounds like you guys got a lot going forward in the future. It's good to hear. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, thanks. And, you know, a lot of times in rural Texas, uh, county judges, and we wear a lot of hats. And one of those is making sure our local airport uh, runs. And so while you're also talking about infrastructure projects within the county itself, uh, airports become part of our our lingo and vernacular, even though we may not be too acquainted with those joe so it's been a learning experience for our county but i think it's really paying off and we've had some great help from the state and pilots some of those our friends who stop and fill up have been our greatest source of our wisdom and ideas and so we're we're excited and i think it's uh the the future there for bk league looks really bright thanks again for listening to today's podcast for the latest information and best practices in airport improvements make sure to subscribe to Airport Business Magazine. I'm Joe Petrie. Have a great day.